welcome to a new episode of Latinidad in the Lou. I'm your host, Miguel Rincane. With me today, I have Nalini Mahadevan. She is the principal attorney at MLO Law uh, LLC. And hi, Halini. Hi, Anini. How are you? I'm very good. And thank you very much to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce for inviting us to speak with you today. And uh, to no. both of you, Miguel and Paul. Pa Paula. So some part of me feels like as I get on with life that I need to kind of pay it forward to people who may may to whom this information may be useful other immigrants like myself yeah no and yeah. it's like we talked before like I think that this topic is not talked enough and it benefits so many people like we said earlier I doubt if I would have known everything that I know now when I was younger like even before I came here it yeah. would have made my life and my wallet <laughs> <laughs> way, way happier. And that's that's the whole idea. Let's do it for uh, the thousands of people who are out there who may listen. Even if one of you listen, thank you very much for listening. You know, <laughs> we might we'll, be able to. We'll try to make you you not make the same mistakes we <laughs> yes, made. Right? Yes, exactly. You got it absolutely right. But before we start, I just want to mention something which yeah. I think kind of neglected to say last time. As a lawyer, I I just want to give you a disclaimer. Whatever I'm telling you right now is just about you know of general information mm -hmm. it may or may not apply to your particular situation so please uh, before you start anything go and talk to an actual attorney about your particular situation um, and the other thing I would say don't believe everything you read on the internet because 90% of the time or a majority of the time uh, persons who are giving um, advice have only one um, case that they have uh, their own case that they have pursued from beginning to end mm -hmm. and as you and I know you know it's like it's like a DIY project at home if I was building a deck by myself I'm sure it would never be square <laughs> but you know, it's kind of the same thing it's a big project yeah. like that yeah. so you know when I talk about my experience of building a deck it's only my experience of building yeah. that, doing that. There's, there's right? a lot of decks out yeah, there. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So go to a deck builder, please. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about decks, going back to that. Uh, can we, like I said earlier, we're going to be talking a lot about TN visas. So w what is that for those who don't know? So um, um, there has been a, 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 a NAFTA, North American um, uh, treaty between uh, U.S., um, Canada and Mexico and uh, that in 2018 was recast as a US Mexican and Canadian uh, treaty okay. so uh, in the last administration but the beauty of it was most of the uh, provisions remain the same and most of all all the particular occupations that were mentioned in those in that treaty remain the same Okay. So to start off, I mean, we have two neighbors who, with whom we enjoy very long borders, and so I thought that maybe as our as we go on, we'd start with our closest neighbors yeah. and then move further out. Mm -hmm. um, so um, this treaty enables nationals who are Mexican or Canadian to come to the United mm -hmm. States, and they have a very special visa called TN visa. What so, does it stand for? Um, I think it stands for transnational, but but it may okay. not mean anything. Okay. It may it may or may you know I may be misspeaking because to be honest, I never <laughs> really went to look. I may be an immigrant immigration attorney, but sometimes some of these acronyms that we knew, there are so many acronyms being there used. There really are. Yeah. Yes. So it's one of those. <laughs> so 
in the TN visa, what happens is um, for Mexico, it's called TN2, and uh, Canada, it's called TN1. You have to be a citizen of Mexico in order to come here. So you can't be Guatemalan or Nicaraguan yeah. or in a Costa Rica or Argentina. Or no, yeah. yeah have you to have to come if you want to be eligible for that. And the reason I talk about it first is there are no caps. Oh, there are no caps? They're not limited. So okay. like everybody knows, the H-1B visa is limited to 60,000 for bachelor's degree and another 65,000, another 5,000 for, another t sorry, 20,000 for U.S. master's okay. degrees. Yeah, yeah. So 85,000 in all, mm -hmm. of which 5,000 is kept for other, another special kind of H-1B from another other countries. Okay. But in general, that's what's available. Whereas TN visas are not like that. There's nobody says you can't. can't you can come anytime during the year. You can. You but you must only come for the list of occupations that are listed in that treaty. Okay. So does those do the TN visas expire? Do you need to renew them any any certain amount of time, or is it kind of just like you got it and you're good well, yeah. while you're working? So you have to renew it. So okay. particularly from uh, uh, from Mexico, they're like two tiers. It's it's based on what is called a reciprocity schedule. Mm -hmm. So the fees and the length of visas that are issued is based on what the other what the other country has said. U.S. citizens can get in their in their country, mm -hmm. and so that thing is called a reciprocity schedule. It also it governs two things. One is the fees that are charged for visas, mm -hmm. and secondly, the length of time the visa is issued for. Okay. So in that in 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 the case of TN visa, it can be one year, three years, four years. So. Um, uh, if you are applying for a job uh, you, uh, in the U.S., you must be sponsored by a U.S. employer. Mm -hmm. It's not a self-employment visa. That's one. Mm -hmm. okay. you, have, you have to understand that. Mm -hmm. And secondly, in general, it I mean, depending on little carve-outs, but in general, it requires a bachelor's degree that is tied to your profession. Okay. So let's start from like the very beginning. How how what what, what qualifications does someone need to have to to apply for a TM visa? Like what are the lists? You mentioned the list of, of right. things that you get. Yeah. What, so what are those lists? Yeah. So I actually brought a list because I don't remember okay. it off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, it was it's pretty quite, long list. It's too, a pretty so, long list. Yeah. So you can go anywhere from say an accountant. So an accountant can be like a CPA or in different countries. In Canada, it's called CA. In um, Mexico, it called be called CMA or CGA. Then you can be an engineer. You have to have a degree in that, mm -hmm. a bachelor's degree. You have to be have some. Maybe Canada, Mexico may need state licenses to practice as an engineer. Mm -hmm. Then there are the scientists, and the scientists can be of many, many kinds. Um, um, animal breeder, animal scientist, apiculturist, astronomer, biochemist. In fact, uh, animal breeder is in there. Um, animal breeders are there. Okay. Agriculturists that was are there. interesting. I didn't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't uh, expect that an animal breeder. Yeah. Would. Okay. That's why I wanted to come through this <laughs> list because if somebody, yeah. it's sudden, suddenly you think of, oh my God, I do that. Yeah. Maybe I can qualify for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So maybe we can try that physician. Okay. But in physician, teaching or research only. So you can't come to practice in the United States. Okay. okay. So you can't come and join a private practice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, but you can like teach. You teach can medical teach, classes? right? Okay. You can teach maybe at the college level, kind mm -hmm, of. Mm -hmm. All right, dentist, okay, occupational therapist, OTs, pharmacist, 
physical therapist, recreational therapist, registered nurse. We are in huge shortage of these registered yeah, nurses. Yeah. Veterinarian, uh, medical technologist. So, um, uh, and this is interesting because this is slightly different because you need um, a bachelor's degree, but you must be able to, it's an entry to performing chemical, biological, hematological, that's mean blood, mm -hmm, immunologic, mm -hmm. microscopic, bacteriological, procedures, experiments, analysis of diagnosis, treatment, and prevention. And the reason I read this is that there are so many talented people in, in you know, living who may be qualified for mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Again, architects, uh, lawyers, lawyers, <laughs> technical uh, publication writers, teachers. Teachers are something. Um, oh, let me look at the back over here. Um, let's see. Um, uh, technical publication writers, urban planners, vocational counselors, economists, social worker, mathematician, hotel managers, industrial designers, interior designers, librarian, uh, um, range manager, forester, graphic designers, land surveyors, architectural, uh, landscape architecture, nutritionist, it's it's quite it's, a wide variety. I was I was literally about to, about to say that there are so many. You just said like ten different professions right. that have nothing to do with each other. Right. That's very that's very interesting because I feel like usually with visas and they're they're usually very. Um, I might be wrong, but they're usually very like specific. You know, like scientists apply for this type. Like then bachelor of arts apply. You know what I mean? Like they right. they apply for very specific visas and very specific. Things, but with, with the, that sounds very broad. It, it the professions are just like H one B, very broad. Yeah. But if you notice, each one of them requires a bachelor's degree in yeah. the profession. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So one of the things, and I and I want to talk about this is that as you are thinking, oh my, I think I I hear one of the professions being discussed. Um, do my does my first of all does my education match right because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have to got to show that to somebody and they have to say that your education is matched that mm -hmm. is somebody in immigration or the consulate and they have to say your immigration your yeah. education matches so how do i show them that so one of the good things i would say is, is talk about you know go through your college um transcripts so in in first year what did you study mm -hmm. the list of courses you studied and and see if those any of them matches to any of the stuff over here, any list of professions here, mm -hmm. so that there is some correlation between what you studied and what you're applying for yeah. and what you're getting sponsored for. And I would say that is a good rule of thumb, no matter what mm -hmm. work, work visa you're applying for. Yeah, yeah, you, so you, you need to make sure that whatever university you graduated is gonna in a way, like be accepted in in in, in America, right? That's Correct. Pretty much is what we're Correct. we're getting at, yeah. Right. And so once somebody says like, "Hey, I'm a registered nurse," for example, I live in Mexico. I'm a registered nurse. I'm a registered nurse. I went to a good university, so I know it's going to be accepted in in the United States. How? What's the next step for them to apply to that to that TN visa? So, f I mean, if they have to apply um, to the consulate for in Mexico, mm -hmm. um, a DS one sixty, and then uh, along with that, uh, supply evidence of 
their qualifications okay also evidence that somebody wants to hire them here now don't forget i mean especially we're talking about the medical sciences in the united states especially for nurses they need to be licensed mm -hmm. they so take some, some sort of test here right or test some, here yes right? yeah. cgnsn okay but so you have to look at your employer and what they need and what the me state medical licensing requirements are okay so in this so there are so when you apply for a visa so the us is built like i mean in a way in which the visas are, are managed um, just in a very broad way by the federal government by the us government whereas the licensing for the for medical practitioners and various professions even lawyers mm -hmm. is managed by the state okay so so you have <laughs> to make sure you're complying with both yeah. that you're following both yeah. and the best way to dis find out you're following both is that the employer will know this okay so you also need to have you also need to have someone who wants to like a company that wants to hire you or a yes. hospital if you're a nurse that wants to hire you doesn't matter who you are somebody has to hire you so you you can't just say i want to apply for a tm visa and then i want to apply for a job once someone's i'm in the states and it needs you need to have a job offer okay before you can start on this journey okay so that's number one number one job yeah. offer okay. number two you have to be a citizen of mexico yeah now we're only talking about spanish-speaking people yeah, so yeah. i'm only going to talk about mexico yeah you have, to apply, you have to be a mexican citizen yeah be able to show proof of mexican citizenship you can't say my dad or mom was mexican and then therefore i i qualify no yeah, okay. it doesn't work like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right you need to be born in yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. oh i don't know whatever or become the, a citizen um, correct whatever. correct yeah. yeah follow immigration law in mexico is yeah. quite different from immigration mm -hmm. law in the u.s yeah. please remember that mexico is not part of the united states <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that a lot. Oh yeah, I, I, I can believe that. I can believe. I can believe that. Yep. Um, I actually had I had a person ask me if where I'm from if we have electricity. So I do believe. I do believe when people ask me if Mexico is part of the U.S. No, that's fantastic. I had a, I had a nephew in New York who said, "Auntie." Do you have uh, bagels? <laughs> bagels? <laughs> yes, because he thought there were not, no Jewish people here, so oh, okay. we don't have bagels. I'm like, we have, ba we have the best bagels here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so going back, going yeah. back to the to the TM visas. So you you did mention you need to have a, a job offer to apply for one, but that doesn't guarantee that you're gonna get it, right? No, that no. even if there's no cap, who, how is, how is it decide? Like, so I know that, I know for like a work visa, for example, like I know, like you said, there's 60,000 uh, people, right? So even if you were really qualified, if they booked those 60,000, you're done. But you you said that a TM visa has no cap. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming there's different determinations then. How how can someone how can you determine if you are gonna get it or not? How does that work? Well, okay. So you so now you determine how it how well your application is put together. I think in the okay. end, you have, no matter what you're applying for, it's like a job, right? You have to tell the story of why you are qualified. It's all a story. It's why am I qualified? So I've got the job, I have the citizenship. First two. Thirdly, I the job, these are the job duties. This is what I'm going to do in the job. Yeah. What am I going to, I mean, you know, if you're, let's for instance, just say you're an architect, 
what am I going to do in the job? I'm going to design commercial buildings or I'm going to design houses and that requires software and that requires knowledge of software and then you have to be trained. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. and these are the duties every day. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you your education and experience, probably, probably people have experience. Not everybody is just coming out of college, right? Yeah. So that experience and education allows you to qualify for this. Yes. And the other thing I would say is, you know, uh, uh, if you if you want to be absolutely sure your education qualifies, uh, uh, talk to some evaluation service, educational evaluation service in the mm-hmm. U.S., mm-hmm. and see if they evaluate you at a bachelor's degree. Because sometimes different countries give different degrees. They might call it bachelor's degree, it but it may that, not yeah. be a U.S. equivalent of a U.S. bachelor's yeah. degree. Yeah. Okay, that 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 makes sense. So once once you've gotten once you've gotten the TN visa, once you get into the U.S., how how does that work? Do you have the same rights, for for example, as as any citizen that that? No, no, no. How how what's the difference and how does that work? So that's a, I, actually a really good question because uh, there's a lot of confusion between the different types of visas, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking yeah. about the letter visas A, H, B, two, and all that stuff. No. I'm really talking about um, the ability to work and live in this country mm-hmm. forever, yeah. who a U.S. citizen is and who's a visa holder. So mm-hmm. visa mm-hmm. holders, they call non-immigrant visas because so TN visa is a not really a non-immigrant visa. Okay. So when you have a TN visa, you're telling the U.S., I'm going to go back to my country. OK, mm-hmm. so I have actually. Uh, an address in my country that I live in, mm-hmm. and I'm only coming to the U.S. temporarily. To work. We are only talking about TN visas, mm-hmm. to work, yeah. correct. Yeah. And while I'm working, I'm gonna live there. I'm gonna okay. live in the United States, and that, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to go back. And my spouse cannot work. Oh, okay. They are not okay. allowed to work. And in general, TN visas cannot apply for a green card, which allows you to stay and work here permanently. But the TN visa, you can renew it constantly. Okay. 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 The other thing that in a TN visa is that if your children turn 21, they can no longer be on a, uh, be uh, your dependent. Oh, they really? have to have okay. their own visa if they want to live in the U.S. If not, they, they have to go back. If they Otherwise, don't. they have to go back. Oh, okay. So the, the, so the challenge for most people are, is that I'm, I, I'm a young person my family is very young. I'm starting out my career, my entire career. I'm in the U.S. If I'm fortunate enough for my children to be born in the U.S., they're automatically U.S. citizens, mm-hmm. and they do not need my uh, need to be my dependent yeah. and have a TD visa. Yeah. But if if by chance my children are two and three when I enter the U.S. on a TN visa, and my spouse is there with me, my spouse, male or female, cannot work. Okay. My children when they're 21 will have to go to maybe or by the time they go to an f visa or get their own h1b or something else okay right in order to be able to Mm -hmm. live in this Mm -hmm. country because i think that's the challenge of every immigrant is how i mean i get this all the time because people are waiting for the you know in other categories waiting for the green card for so long the children are aging out it's a wholly different problem, but but yeah. that's that's what we need to start thinking about. Yeah. Because when we are planning something, we need to plan to plan a little more long term than we you know. Yeah. And, and our planning has to start earlier. Mm-hmm. Like last time, I think we talked about. We did. You did. Right. Yeah. Um, like we as we as immigrants need to yeah. we need to plan way more than 
And a lot of people, because we, and, and a lot of us don't. That's the other thing. <laughs> we should, and a lot of us don't come with a plan. No. But, but so that's that's very interesting. I didn't know. So you can come with kids, and you can have a TMV, and you can work, but that doesn't guarantee your kids. Unless they were born here, that doesn't guarantee them that they'll be able to live and, and stay in the U.S. Do right. you, is there any type of visa they can apply like kids, I'm meaning, um, or are they in the same boat as any other immigrant that's not like a Salvadorian, like me, when I apply for a F1 visa? Is that what they would have to do? Probably, like, yes. Like they don't have any like benefits, for example, no. to say like there's no benefit with it. No. Okay, so like I mean, I've been here for 21 years, but I still yeah, can't it's like stay here. it's like it's like uh, somebody on a TN visa saying I have U.S. citizen children. Does that give me a benefit? No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, the U.S. government doesn't care. <laughs> the only one they want is your taxes. I mean. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> <laughs> and all the money for all those applications. Yes. <laughs> to keep ever, oh, to yeah. be ever and ever and, oh, yeah. you know, pay for it, yeah. I'm about to go yeah. through that in December, so <laughs> my wallet's going to suffer again. You already did, but it's going to keep but suffering. <laughs> I, I, but, but, think, but the upside is that a visa to this country, a green card in this country, I will tell you in terms of earning is worth millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. This is the <coughs> best country to live in. Yeah, and to like work anything into. to which you have to go for the best, you have to really work very hard to get there. Yeah. And once you get there, okay. <laughs> You're here. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, do you know how long, how often, sorry, how often does, does the T and visa you do how how often do you have to renew them? So it depends on what how the length you are um, you're given. Okay. Can be also, it can be different different lengths. Yeah, so oh, it can be okay. one to three years, and the actually the uh, the uh, filing uh, the fee at the consulate of those different for the one year it's different lower than the three three or four years. And I would say just pay the higher fee so you get a longer length, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and you know. Fortunately, if the employment letter doesn't say have an end date, that may be a good thing so that you can apply for a longer length mm -hmm. and you get more bang for the buck that way. If there is there a maximum amount of years that they can stay or can they just like keep, they keep milking renewing it? it. Keep, keep renewing, renewing it. Until it yeah. They, yeah. Okay, so there's not a cap where they're like, you've renewed it five times. You can right, renew it right, again. Right, right, right. So I had one case in which um, uh, the the uh, we had somebody who was... Um, who was uh, you know um, in the middle of a divorce and they had to apply for a TN visa and uh, so fortunately they got picked up in the H1B cap so okay. they didn't, didn't have to be in a TN visa and another but another instance there was somebody who was uh, so what I'm trying to say is you can apply for multiple visas and mm -hmm. whichever one you get first the uh, f oh the, you can yeah, do that okay. yeah right okay. whichever visa you granted mm -hmm. you just stay with that visa oh okay so your children can go to F visas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, now, I also, I mean, special interest of mine is people with special needs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have another couple who's uh, from Canada whose child is of special needs. But like I was talking about that, that child was born in Canada, came here, yeah. special needs. So with the result, I mean, the, he cannot, uh, the child cannot continue. I mean, although he's an adult, aged out and cannot cannot continue to be here on a TN visa. He has to go back to his home country. Even if he even if he requires like uh, care from his parents after 21, they don't still they still don't care. Okay. So must mean everybody has to go back cuz you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that planning also has to be done. Yeah. Because especially with someone who has special needs, my Correct. Yeah, my my sister-in-law has special needs, so I, I understand that like Right. I I'm honestly surprised 
I feel like the U.S. government or like the U.S. is really good with that, I guess. It's but good with that, but you know, I mean, nobody thought that. I think, I mean, like anything else, nobody thought that you know, to qualify to take these many years, mm-hmm. right? Nobody yeah. thought about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's that's very interesting. So with like you said, your spouse. Just to to wrap it up, because I mm. know I know it's it's a really long topic, but like to wrap it up a little bit for people more to understand it. If you come here with, I get a TN visa and right. I come with my wife. Right. She's here legally though, right? Oh yeah. She can't yeah. work. Oh, with yeah. she, what? She can get like a driver's license. Right. And, yeah. 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 You can go to school. You can do oh, you all can those. To, yeah. She can go Your to children school. can also go to school. You can go to public school. Okay. Because here on legal status, you're renting. Okay. You're okay. paying into the school district. You know. So the, so the spouse wouldn't have to get like she she wants to go to college for example she wouldn't have to apply for an F one visa she could uh, just no she can go go to school walk. but then eventually but she but if it may be better to go to an F one visa than you have OPT right okay that otherwise that way you can work yeah yeah right and you have I think oh, your own career path yeah. So then, I mean, think about it. So then, if one person's TN visa is refused, then they can go as a dependent of the person who is who is already here in another status. So everybody is not losing status mm-hmm, altogether. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's These the worst all thing things you can to do, right? think about. Yeah, because that is like we talked about, it, and that's like one of the worst things you can yeah. do: lose status. Yes. That just because puts it's you in impossible. A red list. You will not get a work visa. If you another work visa, if you lose status, out of status, okay. you've been here too long. Yeah. I mean, there you have to apply for a waiver. It just makes it very complicated. Yeah, even if it's not, even if it's not like your fault. Like for example, there's Doesn't like a matter. mail error and like, um, like you know, give you give you an example, and mm-hmm. I, and I kid you not, this has really happened, which I I got really lucky. I got when I mm-hmm. when I was doing my my green card process, I literally got. The letter that I had at the, an appointment two days before my appointment. It went round and round in the mail system, yeah. right? Yeah. Two days before my appointment. Like if that would have been two days later, like I would have missed my appointment. Right. And so, is is there an exemption for that? Because I even asked no, my lawyer, no I was like, "What would happen?" That. So one of the good things when you go to a lawyer and they have a, they, they like for instance, we run a, a special portal for immigrants in our okay. in our. You know, so if you come in and log in, we all your information is stored there. So we automatically check based on the fact that you have you get those receipt notices. That's all that is very mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. So keep the receipt. De- depending on the receipt, we're able to find out if you've got a biometrics. So in mm-hmm. order to not miss all those things, especially on the we at some point we have to talk about family visas. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, at, so when you do that, then you can actually create your own my USCIS account mm-hmm, and follow mm-hmm. that, so you don't miss biometrics okay, appointments. Okay, that's that's very good to know. For like, why well, honestly, I didn't know that. <laughs> right, <laughs> I probably should yeah. know that. And then the lawyer. Um, that's what. That's why it's sometimes good to go to lawyer because we keep you know track of your mm-hmm, receipts mm-hmm. and things like that, and we keep track of when the biometrics are coming. Those kinds of things mm-hmm. are kind of important. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Thank today, you. I know we talked about a lot about. Uh, I know immigration is such a lot, such a yes. broad topic, but I'm glad we shortened it to TN visas, and I'm hopefully people learned. And yes. thank you very much, very much for being with us today. I always, I always appreciate thank you having you. me being here. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Yep. Well, this has been the end of Latinda Indolu, uh, Nalini Mahedevin, and Miguel Rincan. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media accounts: uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, Twitter as the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce of Metropolitan St. Louis, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. That was really great.